Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Tonight, Paul Gallon is here. Naturally, we're talking NRL finals as the Raiders are dealt an enormous blow ahead of their big game with Jack Whiten facing a long ban. Did John McEnroe go too far? We'll play his hammering of Nick Kyrgios from start to finish. And Greg Bird from the Gold Coast Titans will join us. Welcome to the Rush Hour. Gal, hello to you. Hey, Dan. We will get to Jack White and Mick Ennis. That'll put you in an awkward position, but you are here as a paid member of the Triple M NRL <laughs> family, so you're going to have to be honest. No, they're, they're both in charge, so I can be honest now. No, well, no, I know what you're saying. They've been dealt with. They've been dealt with, so I mean, no, nothing I say is going to matter. I think Canberra fans have got something else to be filthy at before we get to that. Um, crystal balling. If they were to beat you blokes... And run with me here, everyone, because there's a bit of hypothetical about this. But if Canberra were to beat you guys in week one, they would get a week off and a home preliminary final in week three. But NRL rules stipulate that they are not allowed to play at home in week three because of the home region system, which allows the Cowboys to play in Townsville, which Mm -hmm. allows uh, Melbourne to play at Amy and Brisbane to play at Suncorp and... um, I could go on there, Warriors to play in Auckland. But Canberra would have to bring a home prelim final to Sydney. And looking at the draw, if Canberra beat you guys on Saturday, their prelim final would be against either Melbourne, North Queensland, Brisbane or Gold Coast, all out-of-town teams. Mm. Do you think any of those games would get 30,000 at Allianz Stadium? Probably not. I... um. Look, I mean, they're, they're opposition, Canberra, so I'm not supposed to stick up for them. But but I do feel... You can't that, play them in a prelim final, so no, it doesn't that's affect right, no, you. But I, I, I sincerely feel that if they get a semi-final this week at home, I, I feel if they were to win, which hopefully they don't, uh, that they would deserve a, a prelim final at, mm. at their home ground. But look, my, my personal opinion on it all is I think if you're good enough to finish in the top four, the top eight, and, and you get a home semi-final week one, I think it should be allowed to be played at your home ground. No, you've said that. That's, but, that's but then consistent. I, but, then I think, but then I think after that, I think they should be played at the, the two reason- big stadiums. Okay. That, that, that's what I think. But that, that's obviously not the rule. It hasn't been the rule for a long, long time. Um, but if Canberra were to win, I feel that their fans have a whole lot to be upset about that they don't get to play a prelim final at their own. Todd can change the rules. It is not to, it's been done before. Back in 03, Cowboys Brisbane, it was going to be in Sydney. They were going to get a crowd of nobody, and it was moved to Townsville because Wayne Bennett generously said, let's do that. It is not to – if Canberra – and it's all if. If they earn this prelim final, give it to them. The problem for Canberra, they've been the runt of the litter for two decades. They're too polite to kick up a stink. They don't get much love in the media, so they don't have journalists doing their bidding for them. But it is unreasonable to expect Raiders fans to make a seven-hour round trip for a home preliminary – a preliminary final at home that they've earned. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the way that the semifinals are set up, as I said, I wouldn't have it like that. I would have the, the, the final week, two or three weeks leading to a grand final at the big stadiums, but that's not the way it is, and I, I do feel for them. Yeah. I feel that they get, as you said, a seven-hour round trip away from home. And before home, Sharks and Manly fans complain, I, I, don't th- I think most level-headed people would say it's reasonable to ask them to travel 45 minutes or an hour. It's not, it's, look, it's not perfect. And I know you've always said you wanted to play the first week at, at Southern Cross. I get that. But seven hours, come on. Yep, I Come agree. on, Todd. No, I'm with you. And now that that's all been said, you watch the Sharks beat them and this has all been hot yep. again. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, what we're hoping. We'll talk to Gal next about Jack Whiten 
and Mick Ennis. Mm. How is one three weeks and one zero so weeks? different, mate. Well, the so NRL, different. They, they, <laughs> they have come up with an explanation. We'll explain it, and uh, whether fans are happy with that, well, uh, who knows. But uh, this is the Rush Hour on Triple M this week for Nicorette Quick Mist. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only is directed. Triple M, the home of the NRL final, starts 6 o'clock Friday. We've got the doubleheader on Saturday with uh, Canberra versus Cronulla and then Melbourne, North Queensland. And then on Sunday, we're at ANZ Stadium. All day I've been thinking it's Brisbane Gold Coast, uh, but no, that's Friday night. I should read the draw. Go, uh, no, we're at Allianz on uh, Sunday. Allianz Stadium. See, I am confused. Penrith and Canterbury, and we're there all day from uh, midday. Uh, all right, gal. Now, got to be fair. Before people go, oh, you're only saying this because you're the Sharks captain, you did say yesterday that you thought Jack Whiten would get charged and you thought Mick Ennis wouldn't. This is all before the charges came through. Mm. Before I read the NRL's explanation, why did you think that? Well, I wasn't... 100% convinced on Mick not getting charged, but I thought to myself he'll be unlucky if he gets charged because I, I just thought the way he did it, he ran at him at speed, he tried to pressure him, he had his arms out to make a tackle, and now when he made contact, he braced, but his his arm, if, if you watch it, it wasn't it wasn't chicken wing beside his body in a shoulder charge position, it was actually away from his body. Um, What's wh- the difference which, in terms of, for the layman? Well, for the layman, if, you, if you've got your arm... Up against your body, your sh- that's that's a shoulder charge type position. Right. It's a bit hard to show everyone what I'm doing no, on that on air. But Mick, when he made contact, was a, his, his arm or his elbow was away from his body, whereas Jack Whiten's, it wasn't. He, he ran into him with a lot of intent. And when, now, when I saw Jack's, I, I actually thought I thought he would get charged. I've got to be honest, I th- thought Mick might have as well. But I thought the, the difference in my head was when I saw Mick's, I thought, God, he'll be unlucky to get charged for that. But I think he might. But when I saw Whiten's, I thought he's going to get charged for that. A grade two, though. Um, I probably didn't think he was going to get charged with a grade two. What is the difference between, and again, it's radio, it's hard, we're talking about a visual thing here, but okay, Mick, as you've explained, and there are photos that show it, that his arm was separated, but didn't he go in with the same intent to put a shoulder on the other player, the Jack Whiten? No, I don't think he did go in the same intent. He went in with, um, I, I think he went in with the intent to, to tackle him or to pressure him to, to pass in the ball a bit earlier. And... Um, after the ball was gone, he was just running too fast, couldn't stop, so he braced for impact, where I think with the Whiten one, um, Edwards made a break. He had no one else to pass to. Whiten lined him up and, and hit him and hit him hard. And uh, unfortunately for, for Jack, I think with the contact, his head did make contact with his, the other bloke's chin, I think. And it's, it's I, I don't know if it knocked him out, but he's, it certainly rocked him. And I think right. the NRL have probably taken that into account as well. So we get to the explanation now. The NRL were smart enough to realise this was going to cause a furor. So immediately, as soon as they charged Whiten, they put out a statement as to why it was different from Ennis. Match Review Committee coordinator Michael Butner said there was a clear difference in the tackle performed by Michael Ennis, who was not charged. We look for three key indicators when determining whether a shoulder charge has been made, Butner said. One, the upper arm of the defender must be tucked into his side at contact. That's what you said. Mm. Two, the defender is making no attempt to wrap in the tackle with both arms. Yep. See, I think you could argue yep. Ennis was yeah, guilty of that. I, I, I can cop that, yep. Three, there is forceful contact by the defender to any of the any part of the body of the attacking yep. player. and there was probably that with Mix as well. But I think exactly what he said there, all three of them have to be ticked. Yes. Now, with Mix one, the first one wasn't ticked. If all three of these indicators are clearly identified in an incident, then a player will be charged with a shoulder charge. In the case of Michael Ennis, it's very clear that the left arm of Ennis is away from his body and knocked t- tucked into his side, so no charge was laid. Mm. Okay, so that now gets us to Whiten. They have already said they're going to plead not guilty. 
Yep. Now, the flaw in the judicial system is that you can plead not guilty, lose, and then say, oh, all right, we'll go for a downgrade. Yeah, downgrade yeah. I fancy, gal, and we guess this every week and we get it wrong every week, I reckon he might be a chance of getting a downgrade. Yeah, I think so as well. But still, a grade one is 200 points. Yep. Early Plus guilty plea. Loading. Well, what will he end up with? Because he's got two non-priors. So he's got two non-priors at 20% loading each. So each. what's that make it? Two... So it's 150, 240. That'll take him over. Two, so two yeah, weeks. So he's going to be two weeks, yeah. Definitely can't get under two weeks. There's no way he'll play. Unless he's found not guilty, he will not be playing this week. Yeah, you're right there. You're right there. Unless he's big found loss not for guilty. Them. It is a big loss because he's um, not only such a good player and playing really, really well, but part of the spine. And that's what you you want to keep that part of your, your team together as much as possible. Their two halves are running into some form. Their hook has been one of the best players all season. And Widen's back end of the season has been really, really yeah. good on the back of their big forwards. He was a bit error ruled, wasn't he, for the first half he of the was, season? He and he's was, put yeah. those away. He has put them away. I mean, his last 10 or 12 games, he's been really, really good. At the start of the year, you know, I remember talking with Wendell a couple of times how, how good this bloke can be, but just comes up with a few errors at, at really crucial times. But as you said, he's put them away, and uh, he's been a big reason, along with their, a couple of their outside backs, why they've won 10 in a row. So do you think Ricky will put Rapana at the back? He's used Zach Santo for a game. I wouldn't know, I wouldn't imagine he'd put him in for a final. Yeah, You know what? I think he will. Oh, and, oh, and, the Lee, and the Lee boys on the uh, on the wings? Yeah, I, I don't think you'll want to break up that combination um, between Rapana and Lua. I think mm. they're just they're playing they're playing. Oh, so you think well. you'll have Santo at the oh, back? I think you'll put Santo at the back. Yeah, yeah, I do. I I, I don't know much about the, the kid, but I I just think that those other two. I mean, you saw that flick pass they lure through the other day. You, you you don't throw that unless you're on the same page and you know what each other are doing. And interesting. Um, I'll be I'll be I'll, I would be surprised personally if you broke that combination up. Um, and and the other combination as well with, with Lee and obviously their captain Croker. I don't think you'll break that combination up. So I think you'll go with the young bloke. Is that your real thoughts, or are you getting into no, no, Ricky's been, head? Because this been, will get back to I'll Ricky. I'm being serious. I mean, I, I already think they should probably be NRL favourites to take out the comp, and um, <laughs> right, obviously okay, favourites this week. But no, I really do believe that. I, I don't think you'll want to break up the, the combinations that they got. All right. Uh, we'll play you what John McEnroe said about Nick Kyrgios. Not just the end bit, but all the way through. It was a fair hammering. We'll do that shortly. Rush our triple M. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Triple M Rush Hour. We'll hear what uh, John McEnroe said in full about Nick Kyrgios shortly. But, Gal, we don't get too many emails on the show because we don't solicit for them. But Brett from Cronulla has emailed in. And thank you, Brett. And he says this. Hi, guys. Just a theory on the Sharks. During the unbeaten run, Gal Flanagan and all the Sharks players kept telling you they were not getting ahead of themselves, taking it one game at a time. But when they started commentating, brackets whinging, about home semifinals... <laughs> he's a Cronulla person. He's giving it to you. Their season started to stall and now they have to play away. Perhaps they stopped taking it one game at a time and started thinking about finals footy a little early. Cheers. Does he have any point? Uh, I actually said I said that to someone the other day. I said uh, it would have been funny if we had have actually been granted a home semi final and not uh, finished top two. Um, certainly, I, I, I never said anything like that. Um, I know there was a little bit few a few reports about it. I think um, coming from you know the the office, um, the CEO and things like that. I think Mick might have said something about it. Um, but Did nah, you get ahead of nah, yourselves? No, nah, no, nah. oh, well, I never, and I'm the team captain, and I'm telling you the way we trained, uh, no, not at all, no. Okay. I wonder if he's a Sharks, is he a Sharks fan? Well, he says he's from Cronulla, and uh, he's 40 years old, so I don't know. Maybe yeah. he's a long-suffering Sharks nah, fan, well, Gal. Yeah, look, all I can say is, no, we never got ahead of ourselves whatsoever. We're still working hard, and, hey, we finished third. We finished third. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. We'll play John McEnroe's comments next. 
This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Rush Hour, Triple M, by the way, we do it. We do rugby league chat for Totally Workwear. There'll be a whole generation, Gal, that will have no idea the significance of that song, how big it was, and the mm. America's Cup, and how big the America's Cup was. People probably 25 and below wouldn't have a clue. I was talking about that the other day about current songs these days and just classics like that. Do you think there'll be like songs that are played in 2016? Do you think in 20 years' time they'll be remembered or sung? There's probably not many, is there? Because there's no not legendary songs like that. Like Adele great. stuff, you would think. Yeah, maybe things like that, but I, I just can't see too many. And I, I, like, I like the music these days, but just don't I reckon, think... You reckon in 20 years we'll look back at Kanye and go, well, he was a douchebag, <laughs> but that bloke was a genius. Maybe, I don't know. I've got no idea. And uh, that's the end of our Kanye chat here on Triple M. Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au Sports update. By the way, Gal, what did you want to say? Uh, for those that heard, you were talking about uh, the email that said, you know, uh, did the Sharks get ahead of yourselves? Yeah, and just saw the, the, the Sharkies, the, the, the 40 year old man, I can't remember his name, from, from Cronulla. Just just for all you fans, and what what Lyle and Mick were talking about back then was only for the fans. It wasn't for the players. We we were, we didn't care if we played home or Allianz. It was all about the fans and, and the community and how much the community gets behind us. So, um, yeah, for all you fa- Sharks fans out there, we weren't getting ahead of ourselves, and, and we're only thinking of you at the we time. We can only ask. Now, they said no pretty quickly. Yeah, that's There's right. There's no and, harm and, in asking. And, and it ended straight away. Right. Dave Warner saved his best for last as Australia completed a 4-1 series win over Sri Lanka in the one-day series. Warner made 106, his seventh one-day tonne. I would have thought he had more. He's got a stack of test tons as the Aussies chase down 196 with five wickets down and seven wickets to spare. Uh, not much time for a rest in three weeks. Australia plays five one-dayers in South Africa. At the US Open, Novak Djokovic has breezed through to the quarters. At least this time he had to go through the monotony of actually completing a match. Uh, the last two, he didn't that well, one was a walkover, one was over in six games. Rafael Nadal is gone. Now, let's get to this John McEnroe takedown of Nick Kyrgios. Now, it started when Kyrgios was showing signs of injury. The other commentator you'll hear is John's brother, Patrick McEnroe. Now, the bit at the end you might have already heard because that's been played a fair bit around town, but um, this is pretty brutal uh, right from the get-go. They didn't move too well to either of those two shots. Appearing disinterested here. Marchenko, you feel like, John, is this going to work extra hard now to keep balls in play? You're darn right. And that is absolutely what he should be doing. Try to get this guy to quit. That, that may is. happen. Because he knows what we know, that he's quit before. Please dig deep. Please. <laughs> this may be the last point, John. I hear you. Love football. Painful as that may yep. be to accept. For me, I've got a knot in my stomach, sick to my stomach, watching this. It's a damn shame what we're watching. What I do know, John, is that he doesn't have a coach. He doesn't have a fitness trainer. He's not known for taking care of himself. He says he doesn't like to play the game. And so you wonder uh, just how much work he's really put in. Is he getting hurt because he's not training hard enough? That's what I think, yeah. Uh, No, the match is over. That's Nick Kyrgios finally deciding to call it. And the questions for Nick Kyrgios continue. Intensify. There's certainly a lot more questions than answers with him. Here's the last 16 now, Johnny Mac. Every one of these people is is dedicated to this uh, great profession we have as as a tennis player. 
And I'm saying to Nick here, if you don't like what you're doing, don't do it anymore. We have to have people that want to be out there, that want to compete, understand that it's difficult, but the rewards are amazing. It is great to ultimately be a professional tennis player. So no sympathy at all, mm. even though Kyrgios was crying and... If he was acting, he's a pretty bloody good actor. He did appear to be hurt. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, though. That those comments probably weren't as harsh as I thought they were going to be. You know what I'm saying? Because when, when, when they were in the paper, yeah. it looked brutal. But yeah. when you listen to them in better context, not perfect context, but better context, I don't... That's not he, too bad. A I, lot I, of that I, is not unreasonable. No, not at all. And I, and I think it's because he's... He, obviously, Kiros just has an amazing natural talent. But when you get at that level to the top level and, and guys like McEnroe, you've got to work your backside off. You've got to train hard. You've got to do, got to do the extra work that all these other blokes do. And as, as he said, Kiros doesn't want to do that. He doesn't seem to do that. He said himself he doesn't really like tennis. It pays the bills. So oh, I can understand like someone like McEnroe's frustration. Oh, I see it all the time in rugby league. All the time I see kids coming through who are 18, 19 years old who are way better than anybody, but they don't want to work extra hard. They don't want to work as hard as, as the kid next to them. And guess who makes it? The kid next to them generally makes it. The bloke who works the hardest generally makes it. But Kyrgios is just lucky that he's just got this enormous amount of natural talent. If he worked a bit harder, I don't know enough about tennis, but may, maybe he could be the best in the world. I, I don't the, know. I thought the endearing thing about it was the tears. That he's a guy who pretends not to care, puts on this facade of, you know, you know everything's beneath him. But here he is crying, crying his eyes out. And I thought actually that was quite... As I said, endearing. That showed, okay, this kid does care and there is there is something beneath the surface here. Yeah, well, hopefully there is. And, um, you know, as I said, if he, if he maybe if he applied himself just that little bit more, um, you know, he, he could go a whole lot better. All right, stay tuned because uh, we've got an ad break coming up here, but we're doing a quiz in the ad. We're bringing back the mid-commercial break quiz and then a news update with Sasha. Greg Bird will join us shortly as well. Rush our Triple M. Your partner to help break free from smoking. Use only as directed. The Triple M Rush Hour. Traffic. Think you've got what it takes to become a sperm donor? Visit ivf.com.au today. Triple M. Sydney Traffic and Radar Watch. A punish for drivers stuck on Parramatta Road. We've got outbound delays from Five Dog due to a smash in Strathfield on the M4. The fourth citybound is still doing it tough from Parramatta following an accident just past James Rears Drive. No good in Hammondville on Heathcote Road. A broken down truck has delays onto the Triple M5 with the Triple M5 looking a lot better now out of East Lakes. We're still seeing it slow out of the airport tunnel. Parking has now been removed from Devonshire Street between Chalmers and Elizabeth Streets for light rail construction. Find a better way. Visit livetraffic.com. For details, I'm Anna Pentelow's moderator or traffic council called Triple M Traffic 13353. Triple M has recently put a lot of faith in the good old randomizer. So far, seems like it's doing its job. What did you tell me? We play the classics you love, a couple you just weren't expecting, and the big of the new stuff. Triple M, the best classics at New Rock, all day at work. It's on again. The Penrith Caravan Camping and Holiday Expo starts this Friday. You'll find everything you need for your next caravanning and camping adventure. Check out over 150 exhibits and latest brands all in the one location. There's something for everyone. The Penrith Caravan Camping and Holiday Expo starts this Friday and ends Sunday, September 11 at the Penrith Panthers Exhibition Centre. For tickets and more, visit caravan-camping.com.au.
It's Tyre Power's big footy final sale. Right now, Tyre Power gives you the power of a very special deal on Toyo tyres. Buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger tyres, including Proxa C100 Plus and Proxa C100 Plus SUV. Buy three and get one free on selected Toyo tyres, only during September at Tyre Power. Conditions apply. See in store. Tyre Power's big footy final sale is now on. Visit tyrepower.com.au or call 132191 for your local owner-operator. Well, now that uh, it's spring, I decided to actually do something about the blowout gal and get into shape. So I've actually started on the Manshake. Now, have you ever heard anyone say a bad thing about the Manshake? I haven't actually, no. It seems like a pretty good product. Well, you can lose the beer gut without losing the beers. I've done it before, but I've never done it for a concerted period. But every time I've done it, I've lost a few. So I've decided I'm actually going to do a proper uh, plan with the man shake involved they taste pretty good too my favourite uh, flavour for instance is banana and you can still eat good food as well last night I had Thai go to themanshake.com.au why do the big banks pay so little on deposits and charge such high rates on credit cards and personal loans sure they need to make a profit but really Society One is not a bank we're a new breed of lending marketplace giving you the power to find a better deal with a lending rate tailored to your unique circumstances. The better your credit rating, the better your rate. Find your rate at Society One. Societyone.com.au Mid-commercial quiz, gal. In the NRL era, 1998 onwards, which club has the best finals winning percentage? Don't answer. 98 onwards and Melbourne's salary cap, that's all included. Which club has the best winning percentage in finals since 98. The answer coming up shortly. New South Wales local council elections are on Saturday, September 10th. But due to council amalgamations, only around half are having elections this year. Voting is compulsory where elections are being held and fines apply for not voting. So to check if you need to vote, visit votensw.info or call 1300 135 736. It's your council, your life, your vote. That's your new light switch installed. Great, let there be light. Must be a cross wire. Being distracted can affect your business. With free tax and legal advice from NRMA Insurance, we'll help you stay focused. It's our business helping yours. There we go. <laughs> Try it now. Well, the dimmer works. Call 132818 or search NRMA Business Insurance. It's business insurance, NRMA better. Always read the PDS from NRMA Insurance. Kate is the castaway that has survived the toughest challenge of her life. I was in a coma for 10 days. They never expected me to ever wake up. Tonight on Australian Survivor, could one thing send Kate home? Could it eliminate Kate from the game? Yeah, when she said that, it really hit me. This is actually serious. Is Kate okay to continue in the game? Australian Survivor, 7.30 tonight on 10. Yes. Right now. Keeping the day's sport right up your date. I mean, up to date. This is the Triple M Rush Hour. Uh, when we do look, it's for Totally Workwear. They don't just do workwear. They also have a great range of hospitality gear. Find your local store, totallyworkwear.com.au. Okay, Gal, you've had 90 seconds to think. Mm. Which NRL club, since the NRL era began in 98, has the best finals winning record? I'm thinking Brisbane, Manly, or the Roosters. And no, I'm, no, uh, no, none, no. Really? I was actually going to go the Roosters because, okay, um, Bulldogs. No. Oh, my God. 52%. 
You'll never get it. Never get never it? Never get it. You're, you're going to go, no, I can't believe it. Melbourne second, Roosters third, Parramatta fourth, Cowboys fifth, Canterbury sixth, Brisbane and Manly are seventh and eighth. Wests, Tigers, wow. six wins, three losses, 67%. That's the quiz. There we go. A rush hour news update. Sasha Tannik, hello to you. Hi there, Dan. First up in the headlines tonight, an 81-year-old woman is in hospital after being attacked by two pit bulls while walking along the street in Sydney's west this afternoon. The dogs also attacked four other people who stepped in to try and help her. Sash, do you get people having pit bulls? Uh, not really. Because isn't the joy of a dog being affectionate with a dog? How can you be affectionate with yeah. a pit bull? They're not the most attractive dogs to... Well, it's not always about the look, Sasha. I mean, come on. That's, uh, <laughs> well, you know, we, can't, we can't all be golden they're, retrievers. On, they're ugly and aggressive. We can't so all I'm be chocolate Labradors. <laughs> all right, next. Okay. Uh, that bizarre story involving a Melbourne family's road trip last week has had another twist today. Police have now laid charges against one of the daughters who's accused of stealing a car at Janolan Caves in New South Wales to get away from their parents. This is going to get bigger mm. because journalists are going to start digging. Yep. People are going to start talking. We're going to find out some very weird things family. about this strange weird family. One, I know. Yeah, they're not Far revealing out. much, are they? And the best Father's Day present ever for two lucky guys in Queensland who've won close to $2 million in lotto over the weekend. One of them, a dad from Brisbane. Oh, yes. How would wow. you spend it? Wow. Could have copped that. Could have copped that yeah, when I got home nice, last night. It? You wow. know the thing, would that's you $2 million. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how, you know this regular lotto? The two things that have not changed in 30 years, regular lotto, million dollars. It was a million dollars 30 years ago. Mm. And man of the match, it was a thousand bucks 30 years ago yeah, and it hasn't it changed. Has. But man, man of the match has changed. You don't actually get the thousand these days. You donate it to a charity, uh, which I'm is good. Pro that. But, but I agree yeah. with, with, with the, with the Come money. Come on, television stations. Did it, stop yeah. being did it cheap. only buy you a round at the footy, wouldn't it, these days? Ah, <laughs> so you did that. And parking and <laughs> yeah. tickets. Thank you, Sash. Thanks, Greg Bird's going to join us right after this, ahead of the Titans final against the Broncos. It is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. We do it this week for our very good friends at Nicorette Quick Mist, Australia's number one quit smoking brand news only. Who's directed?
Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour and we do it for Nicorette Quick Mist, Australia's number one quit smoking brand. But please use only as uh, directed. Um, Gal, I thought it was interesting in the song. He said, well, this bloke better enjoy himself. It's probably the last final he's ever going to play <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday uh, against. I wouldn't say that. He's, uh, he's a good mate of mine. He's playing terrific footy at the moment. And, um, only, yes, he, only he and uh, a second player, Nathan Friend, are the only Titans who were there the last time they played a final. Yeah, pretty experienced, but I, I don't think that'll hurt them because they won't they won't be too concerned, and they've got a lot of confidence inside. Mm-hmm. And as I said earlier in the show, they've got to um to beat the Titans. You got to be at your best. They're a real honest side. Well, what a final it sets up: Broncos, Titans, Sunday afternoon. It doesn't get much better. Greg Bird, thank you for joining us. G'day, guys. How you doing? Going all right. Where were you yesterday? Did you were you together as a team as you cheered the Canberra Canberra side on? What where were you? Oh mate, it was a pretty stressful afternoon. Um, it was Father's Day, and it was the brink of Mad Monday. So uh, all the boys, all the boys snuck home to spend some time with the family, just in case uh, the inevitable, the uh, well, the inevitable wasn't to be, but uh, just in case uh, Canberra lost, and we um, had to had to spend a couple of couple of hours away from the family, we thought we'd uh, get some family time in. Well, thank goodness Canberra got out to a lead early, because wasn't there a time, Gal, it wasn't Cronulla, it was someone else, might have been the Broncos, they thought they were done, so mm. they started on Mad Monday on the Sunday, They did, and then the team they needed to lose actually got run down. Yeah, they did, I spoke to Corey Parker about it today, <laughs> yeah, he, he said he said exactly that, so I can imagine, well, I couldn't imagine, but um, obviously Birdie was in a similar boat yesterday. Weird, is oh, it mate, a... They were, they were 26-4 up. Uh, twenty six four, I think it was at half time, and still, uh, okay. you know, you still stress that they might come back. Might twenty four points in the second half. Well, when they scored that. First, uh, Tim Grant scored after two minutes. You think, oh, come on, it can't happen, can it? Yeah, I know. We we're thinking that, and they bounced pretty much straight back. So uh, it was pretty convincing from the Raiders. They uh, are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Gauza, I think, mate. Yeah, no, they're a good side. Just, hey, but just on you boys, we we're talking earlier, and I, I mentioned just then how honest you blokes are, and. Uh, you have to play really well to beat you. Um, after that that night we played, is obviously the next week. Hainsey came to town, and you've had a lot a lot of attention on you on yourselves the past few weeks, and haven't won uh, a lot of games. Do, do you think that the attention that that's all created has has distracted you, but likes at all? You're all pretty happy up there and ready to go. Yeah, I think it maybe was a little bit of a distraction. Um, you know, we we had such a a grinding. Uh, you, you said honest. Um, that's one of our sort of team traits, uh, a grinding, honest style of football that we were, you know, really trucking it for. We were trying to make no mistakes, and you know, trying to just apply pressure to the the opposition um, through repeat sets and, and um, field possession, field position. So um, that probably changed a little bit with Hanky coming in. She's a little bit more razzle dazzle football. Uh, I suppose if you got him at fullback sweeping, you, you got to get the ball to him as much as possible. And maybe we went away from the football that. Uh, was working for us for a few weeks there, but I think we just got to find that balance because, as you know, um, you can get him the ball and he can make turns look pretty silly. So, um, yeah, we've got to find that balance that's going to work for us. Yeah, and, and how about young Ash Taylor? I think he's been absolutely outstanding for you all year. Has he still been the same player with such a presence like Hainsey? Is he still controlling the side as he was throughout the year? Yeah, I think he is. He's, he's probably... Uh, I think Hainsey's influence on him is going to actually improve his game. Hainsey's a big talker. And um, you know, Ash has been doing his job. Um, he, he steers the ship. Uh, we're, we're in no disillusions of, of who who uh, the boss is out there. It's, it's Ash Taylor. And 
Uh, I think I think he's probably going to be you know a, a shoe in for the the, uh, the rookie of the year this year. Just back to Jared for a moment. You said having sort of his personality a bit unsettling because you've gone from an honest team to a bit more razzle dazzle. What about the idea of him? And this is anyone coming in with four weeks to go in a season, sort of coming in at five eight. Now he plays fullback. Was that unsettling to sort of work out? Okay, how are we going to play with this superstar on our team? Yeah, no, it wasn't unsettling in the sense that we just changed the style, style of football a little bit. Um, and that's always going to happen when you have new players. It wouldn't matter whether it was Jared Hayne coming in or um, you know Anthony Don and David Mead uh, making that switch. So. Um, you know, different players require um, different plays and um, to bring them into the game. And maybe we change a few things, um, but I think what, what's worked for us is playing through teams and uh, it's shown with the, the amount of tries. Uh, Ryan James has got, I think, 11 tries this year. Um, just playing, playing unders and playing through the middle of the ruck and I think that's probably been our strength, so hopefully we'll we'll go back to that against the Bronx. You've been there for years now. How's footy on the coast going? Because I spend a week there every year, and every time I go, all I see is Titans billboards and uh, sorry, Suns billboards and bus shelter ads. There's been a t- the Suns have been basically in the toilet for the last couple of years, and and this year the second half has been remarkable. Where is it at the moment in terms of awareness and 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 just in in general? Where's it where's it placed at the moment? Oh, Gold Coast is a bit of a fickle place. Um, you know, there's so many people from not Queensland, New South Wales, that live here. They they travel from everywhere to live on the Gold Coast, so it's hard to to gain 100% support of the town. Uh, being a rugby league, uh, us playing rugby league and then support AFL. So yeah, it's a little bit of a battle, but you know, it just revolves around whether we win football games. Um, we win football games, people are gonna get away from their TVs in the beach and, and come and watch us. And I think we've been doing that. And, um, you know, you know, from midway through the season, uh, our home our home uh, ground has really picked up. Uh, they've really, uh, they're getting out in droves and coming to watch us. So uh, hopefully that's um, you know, a sign of things to come. Now, Birdman, I need you to get your beautiful wife, Becky, to get her hairdressing hands out and get hold of Nathan Friend. Have you seen the comb over the smother he's got going on at the moment? I saw him at the captain's call today. You're talking about hair. Yeah, listen, then that's what I was about to say. I'm falling, my hair's falling out, I can admit it. But I'm not having this terrible smother type comb over. I don't know what it is, but you should see it. Birdie, can you back me up here? It's ordinary. Can you please get Becky to fix it? He has got a big slab of Devon on the top of his head. <laughs> and, uh, that is, he's a brunt of a fair few jokes. I think there was a campaign a few years ago when uh, Terry Campisi uh, just wouldn't shave the shave the shave the uh, the top off, and I think it's about time that we, we get the campaign going. To yeah, get, get it going. Hang, hang, oh, hang on, hang on. Go on. Hey, I shave mine. Go mine shaved though. Right. So you have no right. You just have a crew cut. You have no right to talk about hair. Yeah, crew and cut. Bird, didn't I see you have braids a couple of weeks ago? I was. Uh, Maybe taking the piss at training Monday. Uh, but yeah. What about the tips? Have you got any blonde tips these days? No, no frosted tips. I haven't done that for a, for a while, actually. How long since you put a black lens through your <laughs> I knew that was coming. Bye, Greg. All right. Thank you, Birdie. Cheers, guys. There we are. Always fun to talk to Greg Bird. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M for Nicorette Quick Mist. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only is directed. Blue news for Brighton's lawyers protecting your future. If you missed it from earlier, Jack White has been hit with a grade two shoulder charge, which translates to three or four weeks. Uh, unless there's a downgrade or he's not guilty, we will be at the judiciary tomorrow night. It's due to get underway at six.
Meantime, Bryce Cartwright is okay after his shoulder scare last night. That's thanks to Brighton's lawyers. No Premier League. It was an international weekend. And the AFL's much maligned bye week has unwittingly revealed there is a huge audience willing to watch women's AFL. More than three quarters of a million people watched a women's game on Saturday night. So there you go. And, that's, uh, a big, that's a big number, isn't it? Mate, in Melbourne. Yeah, it's huge. And I think a lot of Melbournians who have pay TV would have watched your game. I was about to say, I think ours was the biggest Biggest pay TV ever, game yeah, ever. And, and but th- something like 400,000 Melbournians watched women's AFL. Wow, well, that's So good. there you go. Their big test will come next year when they have a league and it's more regular. Uh, that was a sports update for Magic Glass. Uh, Ga- uh, you're on the news, gal. We better look into it. I can see there the 6 o'clock news. You're all over it. What have you done? Rush Hour, Triple M. <laughs> we do it for Nicorette. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only as directed. Triple M. Rush Hour, just about done. Now, gal, what? You're Danny Wilder's report online. What have you done? What were you talking to him about? Oh, look, obviously the big issue at the moment is it was with Andrew and, and what was written on his wrist. Uh, I don't even know when it was, to be honest, but... um. And I just said today, look, they just should ban it. Ban people riding on your wrist. I mean, we're not allowed to wear any other type of uniform rather than other than what he's told to wear us by, by the NRL. We're not allowed to wear compression garments underneath our our socks or our shorts that that are branded. So yeah. I just think, why why are we allowed to? You know, and I think it should have been banned years ago when when that young under twenties kid wrote a wrote a rude word on his arm. They, they should have banned it then. It was just yeah. There's no real need need for it. Oh um, no, we should clarify. You've taken advantage of this because you had the word Kieran written on your wrist. Now, for yeah. those, now, social media went berserk thinking, oh, oh hang on, he's supporting his mate, yeah. Andrew Fafida, and, and no, sticking that's up for that coward oh, I've had Kieran written on my on my wrist for probably, well, since Origin 3. Now, now, Kieran is a young kid that I was in contact with over the past couple of years who, you know, and unfortunately, eight years old, passed away. And um, when I was told he, he didn't have long to go, I went and saw him at, at Westmead Hospital um during the uh, day night, day one of the uh, origin period, and he said to me, "My my dream is to have my name written on your wrist." So mm. I wrote it there for Origin uh, game three, and we obviously won. So I, and I, I told him I'd keep it there for the rest of the year. So that's the reason I wrote Kieran uh, on my wrist, and I've never written anything else before. That's the only reason I've written it on there. Yeah. Uh, front page of the Sydney Daily Telegraph, Test Tube Tuesday. Parting stars face morning after swabbing for cocaine and pills. Now you were just telling me off here. That they'll do this because yeah, a couple of years ago they tested you blokes uh, on yeah, a Mad Monday. Yeah, I've, I've been I've been testing on a Mad Monday, and I, and um, I wouldn't surprise me. It'll be, it'll be all in house testing. It won't be a started testing. It'll be all, all in house testing done, and um, oh. hopefully no one has a problem with it. Well, what's the okay? In house testing. I just don't the idea of in house testing. The notion of it is ridiculous. well. Well, a started testing out of out of competition don't test for illicit drugs. Mm. That's that's the difference. Okay, we've got to go. No worries. We've got to go. Thank you, Gal. Have a good week. We will see you on Saturday afternoon, 5.30. Yes. We'll yep. be calling it live here on Triple M. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only as directed.